This Bible teaching comes to you from the Apostolic Church All Nation Centre in Kennington, London. Here now is Pastor Victor Jibuke with the Word of God. Um, it's a privilege and, a, and an honour to be here to share God's Word with you. Pray that God blesses us as we hear His Word. Before we do so, there was a, a word from the Lord earlier this morning that it would just be good to read out to you. It's a really great word of encouragement. Um, God saying, it's my desire as your father to invite you to a place of my grace and goodness. Though the time and season is difficult, but I want you to run to me, your God. If you hear my voice, do not harden your hearts. At this difficult time, I will cause you to suck honey from the rock. You will suck blessings from hopeless situations. Come to you to block and cover all the holes in your body that is draining health from you, blocking holes in your finance, blocking holes in your spiritual life that is draining out holiness from your character. I come to release those in the hole of despair and release my gifts that are buried in the ground. Do not be far from me. Come close, come nearer to me. I will release and bless you to suck from the rock, honey, says the Lord of hosts. I hope that's an encouragement to you. God has come. You know, in all of the things that are going on around us, God is looking at you in your particular situation and he sees you where you are and he says, I have come for you. Uh, to bless and to release you. So let's just take that away today and be encouraged as you go through the week. Doesn't matter where you are, just be encouraged that God is with you. And that's awesome, isn't it? His power is with us. Amen. Amen. This um, month, um, we have been, if you've been here, you know that, you, uh, if you've been listening to us online, you know that we have been dealing with uh, the subject of aspects of holiness. Aspects of holiness, and today the topic is simply keep going. Keep going. Uh, I don't know about you, but you know, when you hear where God is taking us to and what God is asking us to rise up to the challenge, uh, sometimes it feels quite hard. And sometimes we can be tempted to, to give up and to say, I can't do this. I know that others might be able to move forward in holiness, in, in the purposes of God, but I, I've checked out. I can't do it. And, you know, God is coming this morning to encourage you and I and to say, don't give up. This is too important not to keep going. Because there is so much more in God for you and for me and that we can achieve it because God's power is in our life. I know it isn't easy, but this morning, just take this message as an encouragement to keep going in all that God has for your life. And I tell you what, God will surprise us with his blessings. He will surprise us with his favor because we are faithful to what he is calling us to do. Amen? Hebrews 6, verse 1. Hebrews 6, verse 1. It says, Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. 
not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. Go on to maturity. Have you ever tried to change a habit in your life? Maybe you tried to lose weight, start a diet, and after a few months, you put all the pounds back up again and the cycle begins all over again. The new year is coming and like me, some of us will have these resolutions to start exercise again, really start going to the gym again. And after a few months, um, the issues of life, the obstacles, the job, the family, everything goes on. And uh, we find ourselves unable to carry on great intentions, but we can't carry on. And if you're like me, you would have lost quite a few uh, pounds uh, in terms of money now, not we, uh, subscriptions to gyms, great intentions that never got anywhere. Going on with something that we ought to do is not easy, as easy as it sounds. We know we need to do it, but it's so difficult. Someone, a wise person once said uh, that uh, when all is said and done, there is a lot more that is said than done. There's been a lot of talk, but this is the time for action, saints. This is a time for us to put into practice the things that God has been sharing with us all of these weeks to see our lives begin to reflect the words that God have been, has been speaking into our lives. The writer to the Hebrews was concerned that the Christians were very stagnant in their walk with God. They hadn't moved any further from the point at which they became born again. They knew God, but they were not moving any further. They had not moved from primary into secondary to uni and all of those things in the things of God. They were just there. They'd given up on moving forward in what God was seeking for them to do. And so he says to them, move forward. Go on into maturity. Yeah, don't stay where you are. Don't stop at just being born again. Some translation says, go on to perfection. God's will and God's purposes for you and I is that we make progress in our spiritual life. All right? Towards Christ-likeness. That's his, 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 um, his design for us. And maybe Christmas is a good time for you and I to assess where we are. You know, I remember this time in the year, we, we look at um, our back bank balance and we say, have I made more money this year? Maybe. Yeah? You look at your job situation. Am I, am I in a better position at work? Huh? And you look at maybe your health. Am I in better health than at the beginning of the year? We look at things in the physical, but also let's take this time as we come into towards, towards the end of the year to say, am I where God wants me to be? Am I in a better place spiritually now than I was when I started the year? Maybe God is asking us to do that type of reflection, not just about our financials or our health, but also about our spiritual walk with him. Am I making progress or am I just stagnant? Am I stuck? That's the question that comes to you and I. And God's desire is that we grow and we mature in our faith. 
spiritual maturity is nothing to do with your age. It's nothing to do with how long you've been a Christian. Right? You could be a Christian for four years or 10 years or 60 years and still be immature in your faith. Yeah, and you can't fake holiness, maturity. You can fake a big prayer life, a big fasting life, but you can't fake the fruits of the Spirit. It's either there radiating through our lives or it's not. And the interesting things about, the interesting thing about this whole idea of holiness and maturity or indeed immaturity in the things of God and, and being a babe in Christ is that we can often see other people being immature. We can see other people not being godly. We can see the uh, unholiness of a lot of other people, but we can't see the weaknesses in our lives. And my fear as we have been going through all of this is that we can go around looking at others and saying, yeah, he's not holy. Yeah? Yeah? She better watch how she talks. She's supposed to be a, 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 a leader in the church. Huh? He better watch his anger. Yeah? How can he be a Christian for this long and he's still doing this? Yeah, we can go around observing other people's holiness or lack of it. But we can't see what's going on in our own lives. We can't see the things that God wants to change about our own lives. That's the danger, isn't it? But all that God will cause us, cause me to look inside and see the weaknesses in me and see that he wants to change me. See the things that he wants to shape my life to be like. That I can go to him and say, Lord, make me holy. Make me pure. I surrender all. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. And to come to God with a humility of mind, knowing that he needs to change me. Not you, not you. He needs to change me. He needs to take me from where I am to the next level. Me. And let him do what he wants to do in my life. That's what I'm praying that God will do. So let's look at this whole thing that we're talking about today. Not as a, a, a way of feeling guilty or whatever. But look at it as an opportunity for God to do what he wants to do. And say, Lord, do it. If this is what we want to do in my life, this is where you're taking me, please do it. Because you know that there is no greater place of blessing than when you're in the will of God. And when you're in the place that God wants you to. I have two things that I want to share with you about growing in God, growing into maturity, and then we shall finish. The first is that the starting point for maturity is to be saved. Sounds simple, huh? that you cannot grow in grace and in maturity and holiness without being saved. We can miss that point. In Colossians 2, 6 to 8, it says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Paul, Paul says, rooted, being rooted in him. It's the first place before you can be built up in him. 
And being rooted being, means salvation. It means that you're born again. It means you're a Christian, whichever way you call it. It means you've received Christ. So the first essential question in this whole thing about growing in God and becoming more like Christ is, am I planted in Christ in the first place? Am I in him? We can't do it outside of Christ. J.C. Ryle in his book, great book, Holiness, says faith in Christ is the root of all holiness. The first step towards a holy life is to believe on Christ. Until we believe, we have not a jot of holiness. Union with Christ by faith is a secret of both beginning to be holy and continuing holy. The life that we live in the flesh, we must live by the faith of the Son of God. Are you certain that you are saved? I remember once um, in church when, uh, you know, during baptism times, you know, we try to make sure that people understand that they need to be a Christian before they're baptized because, you know, baptism does not save you. Yeah, being baptized in water does not, does not make you a Christian. It's a, an outward public show of what God has done inside our lives, a new life that God has given to us, and we, we do a public testimony to show that God has changed us. But that in itself doesn't, and the, the guy was asked, you know, when did you become a Christian? And his answer was, I have been a Christian all my life. Uh, that's not possible. It's not possible to be a Christian all your life. You know, we've dedicated wonderful children this morning and they, we've prayed over their lives that they will become all that God has called them to be. That God will watch over them. God will protect them and reveal his purposes and his will in their lives. But you know, that doesn't make them Christians. At some point in their lives, we pray and we know that what we, keep, what we commit to God, he will keep. We pray that they will come to a decision to give their lives to Christ. They will come to know that he died for them on the cross and that he wants their lives. And they will come and they will confess their sins and he will forgive them and they will receive him as Lord and Savior. They become Christians. And that becomes the starting point. That's the new birth. That's, where, that's when they can sing, all things have passed away. I am born again. Oh, yeah? All things have become new. There's a new life from God. That's the starting point. So this morning, it may be that if we're not growing, it's because we're not saved in the first place. If we don't find the subject of getting more like Jesus, interesting and desiring it, then my question to me is, are we saved? Do we, are we born again? And, and God calls us this morning that if you're here and you're not born again, you're not saved, this is an invitation from God himself right now that you can receive him as Lord and Savior. You can come to him, you can confess your sins and he will be faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse and he will receive us. You will get new life of God inside of you. Then there is an ability by the power of God's spirit to be changed into God's uh, will and purposes and allow him to do what he has to do in our life. So accept him and be rooted in him. Then once we are saved, the second step then is to keep going in our walk with God. 
And when you plant a seed in the ground, the first thing you notice after a while is that there is a, a shoot up, isn't it? That shows you that there is seed has been planted and there's a tree coming from that. Okay? There is evidence. So the seed of the new life that God has planted in us, that should bring forth evidence. There should be growth. If indeed there is a planting of God, there should be growth. There should be evidence. Okay? And obedience is the evidence of spiritual growth. I say it again, obedience to God's word is evidence that we are growing in God. When we take the words that we are hearing, when we take the things that we are learning and we decide to apply it in our everyday life, tomorrow when you go to work, at home, with your family, with yourself, with your friends, yeah, in your finances, in your everyday life, when you're with others, when you decide that I'm going to live like Christ has called me to live, I'm not going to go down to the standards of the world or the standards of those that are, re when I decide that I will react or respond to the things, the frustrations, the things that are coming against me, I'm going to react in the way that God has called me, knowing that I am a child of God. That's when spiritual growth starts to take place because we're taking God's word and we're letting it be fruitful in our lives. Two weeks ago, and I think last week again, Pastor Redden was reminding us and saying, what are we going to do with the things that we've been hearing about holiness, about moving towards a place where God wants us to be? What are we going to do about it? We can't stop at just hearing We've got to move forward. You know, uh, 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 you know I, I speak to four-year-olds right now who don't want to be called babies. <laughs> Have you tried to tell them? Try to, you know what I mean? Even at, even at three nowadays, they, you say, baby. They, mm. Mm? Every little kid wants to be an adult. They want to grow up. They want to be seen as a grown-up. Right? Every little, they can't call them babies anymore. Not a baby. Huh? They can hardly speak English, but they know enough to say, I'm not a baby. That's the problem that in, you know, I mean, I was thinking about children and this morning someone reminded me. I mean, it's great to see how many of our kids are, are just grown. It's only 18 months or just over, but you see them now and Wow. The last time we saw them, I'm sure they were just little things running around, but now they're big, boys and girls. And it's wonderful, isn't it, to see them growing and maturing and just doing well. Some have gone into sixth form, into universities. It's great. It's great to see that. We thank God for that. But spiritually, God wants us to do the same, to keep growing, keep pushing forward year on year. Hallelujah. Moving forward. Going on into greater heights and depths in God. That's his will for you and I. You know, Philippians 2 says, God is at work in us. I love that scripture. Because this is not just about you trying to do this or that. This is about God. God is at work in you. Somebody say, God is at work in me. Ah, uh, you didn't say that like you believe it. 
God is at work in you. His will, His purpose is to perform. You've got to believe that. God is not stopping still. Oh, now I'm born again. Okay, let's go home. No, there's so much more. And God wants to expand our desire, our hunger and our thirst for more of Him. And if we let Him, He can do that. Paul says, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Again, Peter says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 3.18. You know, J.C. Rouse says this when he's talking about growing in grace. He says, when I speak of a man growing in grace, I mean simply this, that his sense of sin is becoming deeper. His faith stronger, his hope brighter, his love more extensive, his spiritual mindedness more marked. He feels more of the power of godliness in his own heart. He manifests more of it in his life. He's going on from strength to strength, from faith to faith, and from grace to grace. Oh, my prayer for you and I is that God will cause these words to be real, going from strength to strength, from faith to faith, from grace to grace. Amen. I say amen to that. And then finally, bearing fruit. You know, if you have a tree and it's not bearing fruit, there's no point, is there? Yeah? And Jesus never meant for his church to be a church uh, that um, is, is powerless, emaciated, and, and just not um, producing anything. You know, we're told that God, Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. <laughs> Think about that for a moment. Christ is coming back for a glorious church, a powerful church, a church that has impact. And who is the church? These walls? You and I are the church. And God calls us to rise up to be the people of power, people of praise, a testimony to God in this generation, a light in a world full of darkness, people that would make an impact in the world around them. Christ says in John 15, you, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you will go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. God's desire is that we will bear fruit. Jesus did not just save you so he can jump, you can get you into heaven. He saved you and I so that right here we can make an impact. Okay? He saved you to a fruitful life. And you know... When I looked at this again this morning, it dawns on me that there may be here something about why a lot of our prayers are not answered. Let me show you something. Jesus says this, that you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give to you. It means to me, well, it seems to me, at least, that Christ is linking a fruitful life to answered prayers. Yeah? Well, if you have a look at it again. So, perhaps we see here that if we are not being fruitful, then we are actually weakening the power of our prayers. The effectiveness of our prayers. The prayers that we're praying for ourselves, for our loved ones, for our church. You know, when we're not being fruitful... 
those prayers are being weakened. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. All right? So the Christian life is not about what I'm doing or not doing. It's about living by the Spirit. It's about the Spirit empowering me and enabling me to live in light of God's ways. And I just think that, you know, if we just accept that we are not our own, we belong to Christ, and therefore allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, then holiness is not going to be a thing that is so difficult. I'm not saying that we reach perfection on here or not. No, we don't. A holy Christian is not a perfect Christian. Please understand that. It's about moving, journeying towards being more like Jesus. Hallelujah. In Hebrews 12, that's my last scripture, we are encouraged to lay aside every weight and the sin that easily holds us back. And we are urged to run with patience the race that is set before us. We can only do that when our eyes is fixed on Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And you know what? He's going to help us. He will help us. I mean, I, I saw a, a, a little quote that I thought I'd just share with you. It says, don't let one bad day kill your confidence and progress. Keep going. I love that, and I thought I'd just bring that out. Don't let things that have happened kill your confidence and your progress, and you think, I can never, I can't do this. Now you can. I can do all things, Paul said, through Christ. Hallelujah. So, first question is, are you saved? If you're not, it's an opportunity this morning to keep, give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Him. He wants to help you. He wants to save you. He wants to change you from the old to the new and give you a new life. And now... If you are saved, well then, God wants to encourage you to keep going. Keep going in your walk with Christ. Don't allow the things of life or the things that have happened or not happened as we saw in the prophetic word. Don't allow the things that have happened in the life to change your trajectory. Your trajectory is towards glory, from being changed to being changed, from glory to glory. Keep going in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as we do so, we are effective, we are fruitful. God is blessed and people around us are changed. Amen? Amen? Just let's pray. Father, we are so grateful to you. I just pray for myself as we pray for each other right now. That as you show us areas in our lives that we need to change, areas in our lives that you are seeking to move us from, away from, into a new area. Father, help us to have the grace and the humility to surrender and to be prepared to change. Father, help us. Cause your spirit to empower us. Cause us to go from, from grace to grace, from faith to faith, from strength to strength, from victory to victory. For we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. 
you just listened to Pastor Victor Jibuke of the Apostolic Church All Nation Centre in Kennington, London. Our address is 13 Tyres Terrace, Lambeth, London, SE11 5LZ. Call us on 020-7820-9917. Find us on the web at www.apostolic-anc.org. The All Nation Centre, reaching out into the community in practical and caring ways.